Recorded live. Yes, Who Can It Be Now by Men at Work from 1983, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wrestling Debate Show, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 69, one away from the big 7-0, ladies and gentlemen, for a Wednesday night, September the 27th, 2017, 9-27-17-1-7-2-4-4-4-4-7044, caller ID one three nine nine two five pound and you can join us right now 
as we will be having a great show for you lined up here tonight. However, as I am your host, the Iceman, Jared Duval, and hopefully we will have the King Queen of Madness joining us in a few minutes, Gerard T. Smith and the Black Widow herself, Michelle and Dodds, joining us on the line as well. We have got a lot to talk about, so if you want to give us a call right now and have any questions or anything like that, you can check us out in the chat box. You can also give us a call here on the show right now. And, of course, uh, the question is, who can it be now, however? Well, the reason why we play that for you, however, because there is a lot of things going on now, however, and wondering who can it be now, however. And by that I mean simply, what is going on with the state of the WWE in general? I mean, we saw what happened, of course, this past Sunday night, however, at No Mercy, however, in the exciting matchup involving Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, which Brock Lesnar, despite the fact, however, he threw six suplexes on the somewhat monster among men, however, it still wasn't enough, however, to overcome what was a very physical, hard-fought title defense, however. Nevertheless, however, he came out victorious despite the fact he was busted up pretty good by the monster among men, Braun Strowman, if you will. Of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, who could forget that unforgettable one-on-one matchup that was WrestleMania-worthy involving the Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena, and, of course, the leader of the Roman Empire, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, of course, coming out with a big upset win, however, over the Doctor of Thugonomics in over 20-plus minutes, however, and once again, setting the course, however, what has been a very interesting year, to say the least. Through his battles with Braun Strowman, however, it has been a unique year, to say the least, for Roman Reigns, however. First, we saw what happened earlier this year when he defeated The Undertaker, of course, at WrestleMania 33 at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida back in April. To see what he did, of course, mind you, this past Sunday night in Los Angeles, California. If that's not all, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we also know that coming up power down the road, however, in the women's division, of course, the current women's champion, the five-foot-blonde goddess herself, Alexa Bliss, if you will, will be having a challenge in front of her, however, if you will, however, in the form of Asuka. Of course, Asuka, as you know, of course, is a big, tough, tough competitor, to say the least, however, and as a result, however... Uh, we will see what happens when Oscar comes in in just about three, three and a half weeks from now, ladies and gentlemen. However, when she makes her main roster debut, however, onto the Monday Night Raw show, if you will, and I'm sure she will be challenging the current women's champion, who might be champion until then, and that is Little Miss Bliss. Meanwhile, however, the Cruiserweight Championship scenario, however, is continued to sink harder and harder by the day. We saw what happened, of course, the other night, however, when Enzo Amore, the so-called certified G, if you will, upset the current champion, Neville, if you will, however, and took away the Cruiserweight Championship, however, away from him after kicking Neville, let's just say, below the belt, and also uh, having a great uh, laugh at his expense. Nevertheless, this was not a very great matchup, and once again, as I've said many times on this show, and of course on all the shows, however, the cruiserweight division is dying, and I mean, it is really, really slowly dying, a painful death. Uh, case in point, we saw what happened this past Monday night on Raw, which we'll get into in just a few minutes. But before we do, just a quick reminder, coming up tonight at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we will be uh, talking about last night's SmackDown, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. It was a very interesting night, if you will, however, live from Glendale, Arizona, if you will. 
Of course, uh, Hell in a Cell is in just two weeks' time, live on the WWE Network from Detroit Rock City, a.k.a. Detroit Machine, if you will, live at the brand-new multi-million dollar Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, of course. And among some of the matches you will see on that show in just two weeks from now include the following. For the Universal, or excuse me, not for the Universal title, but for the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship, it will be the Maharaja of Madness, if you will, the modern-day Maharaja of Madness, if you will, Jinder Mahal with his so-called Indian security of the Singh Brothers, if you will, taking on the King of Strong Style, the two-time NXT World's Champion, formerly Shinsuke Nakamura. Also, however, Charlotte Flair will be taking on Natalya Nightheart in a rematch, however, of sorts, however, as these two reunite with one another by going at it once again one-on-one. For the tag team titles, meanwhile, it will be the New Day. That's right, the New Day, if you will, challenging the Usos, of course, uh, for the tag team titles, if you will, however, and that should be very, very interesting, if you will. Uh, Of course, we will be keeping a close eye on that. Of course, also last night, it became apparent, however, that the glorious one, Bobby Roode, is back with a purpose, however, and ready to, let's just say, be what he has been, however, all this time, and that is glorious. As a result, he hopes to uh, show Mr. Ziggler, however, that he can steal the show better than Dolph Ziggler can, however, and of course, these two will be coming to blows, if you will, coming up at Hell in a Cell. But, of course, the big match that everyone is talking about, of course, going into Hell in a Cell, however, is obviously the big matchup involving the master of the pop-up powerbomb, Kevin Owens, taking on Shane McMahon. Of course, Shane McMahon, a few weeks ago, was suspended, of course, by laying his hands on Kevin Owens. But, after what happened with Shane's father, Vince McMahon, at the hands of KO, how you can only imagine how our that Shane is stewing and seething and waiting to get his hands on KO, if you will. And he better hope that he gets his hands on him, because I'll tell you right now, how he might be in a little over his head going into that matchup. Coming up in just a few weeks' time, however, in Detroit, Michigan, if you will. Also, ladies and gentlemen, a quick reminder coming up, of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on Top Heel Inc., join Gerard P. Smith, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and yours truly, the Iceman, with a very special edition of Top Heel. The caller ID is 140562, and of course, at 9 p.m., we will have the Wolfpack Show for you live, ladies and gentlemen, here on TalkShoot. The caller ID is 13521-POUND, and of course, we'll wrap it up on Friday with what should be a very interesting week here on the network as well. That caller ID, of course, is 138055-POUND, and, of course, that will be getting underway this Friday at 9 p.m. Also, this weekend, of course, Howard, just because uh, you think uh, we're done, Howard, doesn't mean we have any more shows, right? Wrong. Well, guess what? This uh, Saturday, you can listen to the Power Hour. Mr. WCW, myself, and, of course, whoever else comes on the line, will be breaking down the shows for you from the past weekend and giving you an early preview of our radio. Of course, this week, we will be doing our Hell in a Cell predictions this next Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, be sure to check that out at 3 p.m. Of course, the call ID is one three seven four four pounds John Gross and myself, along with the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, the bad guy, Gerard T. Smith, and the rest of the gang will be... I'm sure weighing in their predictions well, and maybe some bets might be made as well. Now, and of course, don't forget, a week from Sunday, Hell in a Cell will be live here on TalkShoe, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 5 p.m. with predictions, of course, and maybe a few bets might be made along the way, too. But uh, don't forget, this Saturday, we will have a double dose for you beginning at 4 p.m. with Outside the Ropes, or excuse me, 
the WCW Power Hour, if you will, not outside the ropes. That was on earlier tonight, of course. As you can go back and listen to that, the call ID is one four one three eight seven pound. Uh, but uh, the Power Hour is one four one three six four pound. Be sure to check that out. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this uh, Saturday at four p.m. and then Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to join the King and Queen of Saturday Night Live, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, with their own opinions, our of Attitude Radio, the caller ID is one three nine eight two. However. And that will be a very, very special show. I'm sure coming up this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. As they will definitely be uh, talking about, I'm sure, who knows what, however. But you definitely want to check that out, however, ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, week, however. That should be a very, very interesting, however. Uh, like I said, however, we'll definitely be watching that very carefully. And, of course, that will be very interesting to keep an eye on. This coming week, ladies and gentlemen, of course, on Saturday night, of course, the call ID is one three eight nine eight two pound. Now, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Raw Radio will be live this Monday, of course, with episode number 111. We'll be talking about uh, Helena Hell and some other things, of course, and also giving you our Monday Night Football predictions. Of course, a new thing we started last week. Of course, we'll be talking more about the latest uh, uh, football games in the, from this coming weekend, of course, this Monday. Of course, don't forget this next Monday, of course, the Monday Night Football game, in case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, just real quick. Uh, to give you a shout out, as the Washington Redskins are. Anyway, uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will be taking place, of course, uh, this week. Of course, the caller, of course, the big game this week will be pitting the Washington Redskins, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, live from Kansas City. That is, of course, this next Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, should be a very interesting game. So uh, be sure to uh, excuse me, check that out, of course, this coming Monday. Now, a uh, quick side note, ladies and gentlemen, for you wrestling fans, also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coming up in the Greensboro, North Carolina area, the home of Mr. W.C.W. Chad Hinshaw, if you will, uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday morning, of course, tickets will be going on sale for Starcade, ladies and gentlemen, the big uh, granddaddy of them all, of course, ladies and gentlemen, We'll be returning live, that's right, I said it, folks, live at the Greensboro Coliseum the Saturday after Thanksgiving on Saturday, November the 25th, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that being said, of course, it is going to be a very, very interesting show. And among the matches you will see on this show, ladies and gentlemen, here are the matches that have been listed already for the big event. In a steel cage match, it will be Jinder Mahal taking on Shinsuke Nakamura uh, for the championship belt. Also, ladies and gentlemen, on the show, it will be Natalia taking on Charlotte Flair, ladies and gentlemen, also in a steel cage match, ladies and gentlemen, of course, for the women's title. Just announced today, after being hearing stories about this last night, ladies and gentlemen, however, you definitely want to listen to this one. This one is going to really pique your ears, however, and really put a smile on your face, however, as we understand, of course, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, uh... At, uh, like I said, however, at uh, the Starcade event that will be held on Saturday, November the 25th, in which we understand superstars like the Hardy Brothers, of course, excuse me, not the Hardy Brothers, the Hardy Boys, along with Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, is set to be there, and possibly maybe even Ric Flair, too. You never know, however. Uh, that being said, however, uh, we have heard the following, ladies and gentlemen, that these matches have been signed and set for uh, Starcade. As of now, they will not be on the uh, uh, network, however, airing this special, which is a sad thing, however, because I think they could have done this, however. But that being said, here are the other matches 
that you will see on the show. It will be, however, Sami Zayn taking on Kevin Owens as these two continue their all-time uh, rivalry slash uh, at one time friendship with each other, going at it one-on-one. Bobby Roode, the show, uh, will be taking on the show off Dolph Ziggler. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. This is the match I was telling you about, ladies and gentlemen. This is the match that you might want to stay tuned for. And this is according to reports, however, and has been now confirmed to us, however. It will be the club of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. After last night, however, kind of uh, questioning uh, who was better than them, however, well, guess what? Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, who were supposed to be there, however, just to sign autographs, however, have now been... Uh, penciled in for this show, and as a result, the Rock and Roll Express, the legendary former NWA World Tag Team Champions and Hall of Famers, however, will be making a very special guest appearance for one night and one night only, ladies and gentlemen, in Greensboro, as they will take on the team of Gallows and Anderson. In a SmackDown Texas Tag Team Championship uh, Texas Tornado match, however, it will pit the New Day taking on the Usos. For the U.S. title, it will be a triple threat as the phenomenal one, A.J. Styles, will take on the lone wolf, Baron Corbin taking on the Bulgarian Brute, Rusev. And finally, it will be the team of Tyler Breeze and, of course, his partner, if you will, Vandango, a.k.a. Brizongo, taking on the team of Aiden English and the Miracle uh, Mike, Miracle Mike Canales, formerly Mike Bennett of TNA, or simply Impact, if you will. Right now, we do not know if Canellis is still going to show up at this. Will show up to this event or not? However, due to the fact that earlier this week we did hear reports, however, uh, say to us, however, that Mike Canellis and his beautiful, lovely wife Maria are going to be proud parents very soon. Of course, we want to send them, our, of course, our congratulations, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to them directly. However, of course, uh, and as a result, however, we do not know when the baby is due just yet. However, but we do. Want to send out our very best, however, mind you, however, uh, in more ways than one to them, as well as to the wife and husband of the Miz and his wife, Maurice, who last week, or just a few weeks ago, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, told us, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that they too will be expecting a new addition to their family as well. So congratulations to both Miz and Maurice, and also the miracle Mike Bennett and his lovely, beautiful wife, Maria. But, folks, that is the car that is shaping up to be what should be a very exciting show on Saturday night, November the 25th, live from the legendary Greensboro Coliseum in beautiful Greensboro, North Carolina. Tickets will be going on sale, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday morning at 10 a.m., either through Ticketmaster or at the Coliseum box office. So if you're in the uh, Greensboro area, either uh, stop by the arena, however, try to get your tickets now if you can, if they are selling tickets. And if not, however, definitely check them out on Ticketmaster, however.com. I'm sure they'll have prices and listings, however, as to where you can get your seats, however, and how much they're going for, however. So you definitely dare not want to miss that big event, however. That'll be coming up, however. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be, however, uh, very interesting to see what happens, however. Mind you, however. Uh, that being said, of course, we will definitely be keeping you up to date with uh, this story, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is going to be very, very interesting to uh, watch, however. Now, speaking of Star K, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this year, of course, uh, will be the 34th year that uh, Star K was actually born, ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, like I said, it was born on November 24, 1983, and of course, the legendary Greensboro Coliseum, of course, that night in front of 16,000 plus fans, of course, uh, began what was the equivalent of pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, uh, pay-per-view. Uh, that being said, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some of the events, uh, excuse me, not some of the events, some of the matches that did occur, however, like I said, uh, some of the uh, matches that occurred on that night occurred uh, in Greensboro, and they are listed as follows, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, uh, we'll tell you about them right now, in case you're curious, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first match, of course, on the night, of course, uh, pitted the Assassins, Assassin 1 and Assassin 2, taking on Rufus R. Jones and his partner, Bugsy McGraw. Uh, but before we got to the ring, however, we, of course, had our famed announce team that consisted of five people. They were none other than uh, the Dean of uh, Wrestling, Gordon Soley, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, of course. Uh, he was there, of course, in more ways than one, along with his uh, cohort, Bob Cottle. And, of course, he also had a very young announcer by the name of Tony Schiavone with him. And also, Dusty Rhodes was there, too, to be a part of the festivities as well. However, having said that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's what happened on that night, ladies and gentlemen. In case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, here is the list of matches that occurred on that night. So we're going to tell you, go back in time and let me list some of those moments for you. Uh, as a result, of course, the Assassins, of course, were number one and two. Of course, uh, like I said, Assassin number one was at one time the so-called manager of uh, Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma, called Pretty Wonderful, back in the early mid-90s, and then later on opened up the WCW power plant. You can also thank the assassin training guys like Kevin Nash, DDP, Triple H, and Goldberg. Uh, Rufus R. Jones, of course, mind you, however, at one time, however, competed, however, everywhere, however, but the WWWF during the 70s and 80s. Also, he had two 60-minute draws with Tor- uh, Dory and Terry Funk during both their title reigns, if you will. Anyway, the match went eight minutes plus, however, and in the end, however, uh, these guys ended up suffering the setback, referring to Jones and McGraw. Uh, up next, of course, ladies and gentlemen, pitted Johnny Weaver and Scott McGee, taking on a very young Kevin Sullivan, if you will, and Mark Lewin with uh, Gary Hart, of course, Weaver. Of course, back in the day, was a staple of the Mid-Atlantic Territory during the 70s. Of course, Scott McGee was a second-generation guy trained by Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair, and Buddy Rogers. Uh, sad to say, in January of 1988, he suffered a career-ending stroke, while Kevin Sullivan at the time was billed as the so-called Prince of Darkness down in Florida. Mark Lewin was one of his henchmen. Of course, his so-called Army of Darkness was like an earlier, much creepier version of the Dungeon of Doom. Of course, uh, mind you, however, uh, Sullivan and Lewin, of course, believe it or not, however, won this matchup. Afterwards, McGee tried to save his partner from a double-team beatdown, but then Gary Hart comes in, however, pulls the spike out of his pocket and gives it to Lewin, who stabs McGee. Several times in the face with it, while Angelo King Kong Moscow, of course, tries to come in to save, but he gets stabbed in the arm by Lewin. Uh, afterwards, however, uh, Moscow chases uh, both Sullivan and Lewin back to the locker room, however, despite the fact he's in pain. And from there, that was the end of that match as well. Uh, from there, of course, mind you, we then see uh, another interview chick that made an impact on this show, and of course she didn't appear all that much however, on television except for maybe the Florida Territories around this time by the name of Barbara Cleary. She interviewed some of the fans who were there to see and get their opinions on a big main event matchup, which we'll talk about uh, what happened there. 
of course, as we are going back in time to relive some of these great moments that happened at Stark 83 here tonight on Wrestling Debate. And if anyone wants to weigh in with their thoughts about Stark 83, I mean, we'd love to hear from you right now. One seven two four 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 seventy forty four. however, uh, caller ID. Like I said, how are, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the caller ID is one three nine nine two five pounds. Be sure to check us out right now. We'll be here till nine o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. So, we're going to try to get through these quickly as fast as we can. So let's tell you what happened. Uh, up next was a very unique match in pitting Carlos Colon taking on Abdul the Butcher. Of course, these guys had many, many bloody battles in the Caribbean. Of course, over the years, of course, Carlos Colon is the father of, uh, as you know, Primo and Epico, Heller, aka. Diego and Fernando, if you will, of course, and as a Hall of Fame friend of Carlos Colon. As all the butcher, well, we know he was a butcher, of course, uh, began his wrestling routine at 17. He was also a very serious hardcore wrestler and still wrestles, I believe, on occasion now to this day. Of course, he's been in the business for half a century. As a result, however, mind you, however, uh, Abdullah, of course, was uh, getting help from former uh, Spanish commentator, however, Hugo Sanovich in this match, however, surprisingly. Uh, as a result, this would be one of the only few times, however, that both of these gentlemen would appear at Starcade, however. Uh, like I said, huh? And, like I said, however, uh, like I said, huh? Like I said, uh, as a result, of course, this would be the only time that both uh, Cologne and uh, Abdul would appear at a Starcade. Of course, this didn't go very long, and as a result, uh, thanks to help from Yugoslavich, uh, our Abdul the Butcher ended up picking up the win over Carlos Cologne. Uh, like I said, uh, these guys had some serious battles back in the day in the 80s and 90s in the Caribbean, and uh, definitely tore it up, no question about it, in more ways than one. Uh, up next, of course, talking about two unique guys. However, here's what we got here in our next match. It was a tag team match yet again. As a result, however, it was Chief Wahoo McDaniel teaming up with Mark Youngblood, taking on Dirty Dick Slater and Ace Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. As a result, however, and like I said, uh, as a result, however, like I said, however, Orton and his uh, goon, henchman, if you will, who was part of his uh, entourage, if you will, Dirty Dick Slater, ended up picking up the win over Wahoo and Young Blood. However, afterwards, Orton and Slater tried to break Wahoo's arm, however, mind you. Unfortunately, that did not happen, mind you, however, but nevertheless, however, it turned out to be a big win for Slater and Orton. From there, however, it was time for our next match, of course, uh, television championship on the line, title versus mask, no DQ rules, however, uh, Gary Hart was back out there for the second time in the evening, however, with his man, the great Kabuki, uh, if you will, however, taking on the man from out of town, Charlie Brown, a.k.a. Jimmy Valiant, if you will. Uh, the rules were simple, however, that if, um, like I said, however, if uh, Kabuki won the matchup, then Brown would have to unmask and reveal himself in his true identity. If Brown won, however, he would win the title outright, however, and, uh, keep his mask. As a result, however, let's just say Charlie Brown, the man from out of town, however, a.k.a. Uh, Jimmy Dine, if you'll pick up the win over Gary Hart, who would make his second and sad to say last appearance here at Starcade for quite a while as he ended up defeating the great Kabuki here for the TV title. 
Up next, of course, ladies and gentlemen, prior to our one of our bigger matches of the night, we uh, talked to uh, Dusty Rhodes in the crowd where Dusty, of course, said that he was here to make a challenge to the winner of the Flair race match, which, of course, was our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about more about that in just a few minutes. Uh, that being said, however, it was time for the dog collar matchup involving Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Roddy Piper. Uh, this was non-title, unfortunately, however, due to the fact, however, mind you, however, that uh, they decided to go that way. Of course, this would be one of Piper's last NWA matches as he would show up in the WWE just a few months after this. Valentine also would soon leave the company, however, to the same time Piper would, however, and later win the IC title from Tito Santana. Of course, this was a dog collar matchup, and this was one of the best matches of the night, of course. As a result, Piper ended up beating Valentine after earlier in the year, Valentine had beaten Piper to the point where he could not hear, at least partially in his ear, however. And when this match was over, however, more damage was done to his ear as a result of this. And because of this, Piper would lose over 75% of his hearing because of the damage done to his ear. Uh, his equilibrium, whatever you want to call it, how would never be the same. Nevertheless, this was a very intense, very physical, very bloody match, and one of my favorite matches of all time. And as a result, this was a hard-fought battle. Uh, two uh, guys that just really found a way to one-up the other, however, or at least give the fans something that they were worth, however. And as a result, this turned out to be one of the better matches of the evening. Up next, of course, mind you, however, uh, we see uh, Barbara Cleary talking with Don Cronoodle, however, Prior to our next match, of course, of course, Don Canoodle, of course, had left the company for a little while to go to the WWE, of course, in late 82, early 83. Unfortunately, he was now back in the Mid-Atlantic Territory, a.k.a. James Clark Enterprises around this time. And as a result, however, him and his partner, Sergeant Starr, of course, would uh, be taking on guys uh, from all shapes and sizes, from Private Jim Nelson and his partner, to Jack and Jerry Briscoe, to Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngboat, which, of course, was our next match. As a result, however, it turned out to be the Briscoe Brothers, Jack and Jerry, taking on Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. Of course, the special referee for this was Angelo King Kong Mosca. As a result, of course, Steamboat and Company won this matchup by capturing their fifth and final NWA World Tag Team title reigns together. Uh, surprisingly and sadly, however, a few years after this, sad to say, we would lose Jay Youngblood due to a health issue at the young age of 30. But nevertheless, these guys, however, all four of these guys, of course, uh, went out there and did what they were supposed to do, and that's give the fans something to cheer about. In the end, this was one of the better matches of the entire night. I thought this was my second favorite match of the entire night by far. And i got to give props again to all four of these guys. They absolutely went out there and tore the house down in front of 16,000 people there on Thanksgiving night, if you will, and definitely giving them something to cheer about, if you will. And from there, of course, we go to the big main event, of course, and sitting Ric Flair taking on Harley Race. Of course, earlier in the year, we saw what happened, of course, uh, when uh, Harley Race and his goons, a Bob Warren Dick Slater, tried to put Flair out of action and end his career after Race had put a 25 grand bounty on Ric Flair to get rid of him once and for all. Uh, Flair, of course, came back about a month and a half prior to this, of course, and challenged Race for the championship that he had lost the title to uh, Race earlier in the year, however, in St. Louis. And as a result, Ace was not very happy that he was told by Flair that he would be challenged for that title, the title that uh, Flair had won just a few years before. And as a result, just less than three and a half weeks before this uh, match took place, however, 
Uh, Jim Crockett announced in front of everyone on television, including Gordon Soley, the head announcer, that despite the fact that all the promoters were in town to book the matchup and rematch involving Racing Flair from Vince McMahon Jr., a.k.a. Vince McMahon Sr., Eddie Graham, Vern Gagne, and others, however, they would uh, be the ones hosting the big event. And as a result, of course, this turned out to be a steel cage main event, of course. Gene Kaniski was your special referee for this. And as a result, this match went over 25-plus minutes. Uh, this was a tremendous match. This was by far the match of the night, hands down, and absolutely stole the show. Of course, afterwards, of course, Ric Flair uh, was very emotional. Of course, his ex-wife Beth came in the ring along with some of his fellow competitors, including uh, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Jay Youngblood, and others, of course, patting them on the back and raising their fingers up to the whole number two, as this would be his second title reign uh, as champion. Afterwards, of course, Tony Schiavone was in the back talking with Ric Flair when suddenly Dusty Rhodes decided to walk in and told him how there is still uh, one more dream to be fulfilled. And right now, he uh, wants to fulfill that. If he, Flair would like to accept his challenge hour anytime, anywhere. And, of course, Flair said he would think about it. Uh, that being said, Flair, of course, had his mind on other things at this time, however, not Dusty. But, of course, a few months after this, he would uh, start to think about... Uh, what the future would hold, however, after capturing the title away from race yet again. As a result, of course, uh, this was a great match, like I said. And I'll tell you what, you talk about Ric Flair and Starcade, however, I mean, it's only fitting, however, that uh, his daughter, Charlotte, here it is now, less than 25-plus years later, however, is going to be in the same venue that her dad was uh, back in the day, however, in the 80s. And I'll tell you right now, and I'm making this statement here and now, folks, I would love to see Charlotte and Natty uh, close the show at Starcade uh, in Greensboro coming up uh, in less than a month and a couple months from now. I think those two would put on a great match just like her dad did back in the day. And I think if I'm WWE, and I know WWE does not listen to what I have to say in none of us for that matter, but uh, if they're listening in, I can tell you right now, however, uh, I hope that they uh, have some common sense to think that uh, they would put uh, Charlotte Flair, however, into uh, the main event here, maybe, however, mind you. And that being said, however, I think uh, putting her in that match up with Natty, uh, mind you, would be an absolutely tremendous match, however, and would absolutely steal the show like her dad did back in the day. Uh, that being said, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But uh, overall, folks, uh, getting back to the final uh, thoughts about Starcade 83, uh, thumbs up all around, however, no question about it. This was definitely an 8 out of 10, almost an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, like I said, folks, we're definitely going to have to uh, keep an eye on that, ladies and gentlemen. But I'll tell you right now, it's going to be very interesting, however, uh, mind you. So we'll definitely be watching that very carefully. But uh, that's just some of the stuff we'll see, however, coming up at Starcade 83. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, right now, however, we're going to take you back to that event, however, if we can find some clips from Strike 83, and relive uh, some of those moments, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, however, uh, we're going to play for you right now. Uh, we can find it, however, mind you. Uh, like I said, we're actually going to... Uh, like I said, however, we're going to try to... Uh, like I said, if we can... Uh, like I said, however, try to play some sound bites, like I said, from that show, and uh, maybe I'll uh, let everyone uh, get you. Like I said, however, uh, we're definitely going to 
like I said, how we're definitely going to uh, relive some of those moments for you right now. In fact, we're going to play a uh, clip file from uh, Star K3 right now. In fact, this was the uh, promo that Harley Race did to Ric Flair before that event involving uh, the matter, how that set up Star K3. And this is what uh, Harley Race did to Ric Flair after Ric Flair was taken out by Race's goons. think that there was anything on the face of the earth that would ever push me to do what I'm going to do right now. But, Flair, you have pushed me as far as you're going to push. Right here is $25,000. And it goes to any human being that can eliminate Ric Flair from wrestling. Take a look at it, Paul Jones, you and your whole entourage of people, Dick Slater, Kabuki, the names, the list, it goes on and on. Any human being that can eliminate Ric Flair for me has got $25,000 cash. I'll give it to any living human being. Jack Briscoe, you are world's champion. You took the belt from me. You're the man. You can do it. It's here for you. Come and get it, please. Somebody take the damn money. I want rid of Flair. And, of course, after what had happened, however, with Ric Flair and company, Bob Carl had a chance to talk to these gentlemen and make a statement, however, as they actually had fun making fun of Ric Flair however, before Ric Flair returned prior to Starcade. Now, here is what Vase Orrin Slater did at Ric Flair's expense. And Harley Race and Bob, I'm stunned. I know all the fans are. And you heard what Ric Flair had to say. Yes, I did. Ric Flair thanked all the wrestling fans, which he should do. They supported him very well in this area. Ric Flair says he was contemplating retirement. That's right around the corner. He doesn't want to go through such severe damage again. Well, I can't blame the man for that. But, Ric Flair, you did go out on top. And you can be proud of the fact that two men like Dick Slater and myself are the ones who put you out of wrestling. Because right here, Daddy, is the cream of the crop, the two best. Ric Flair said goodbye to everybody. And I'll say goodbye to you, Flair. But for you wrestling fans out there who know and love us, you're looking at two of the best, Daddy. Harley Race, the world heavyweight champion. Everybody's happy now. And it won't be long before you people are very happy, too. You know, that's a shame, isn't it? It, That's a real shame, isn't it? I really think it is. I know the well, fans. I know you like... would think so, and I know the fans think so, but this is a profession for athletes and men that have guts. I will give Ric Flair credit when credit is due, but right now credit is not due. Ric Flair has retired, so that is fine. But we have to keep on going. Harley Race says to keep on defending his title, and Bob Orton Jr. and I, as I was said before, for the money that comes into professional wrestling and what you have to deal with. Well, Harley Race is justified in paying Bob Orton Jr. and I the money to get rid of Rex Flair. The man that did it right here, Harley Race. That's right, the man that did it. The man that had what it took. The man that come up with what it took. And the two individuals that were man enough to do 
what they were paid to do, and they did it very well. Flair came out here and publicly disgraced himself with retirement. <laughs> then Ric Flair decided to come back and make this statement. Which we'll get to right now, huh? So bear with us here, folks. This is what Flair did after he came back. Two of the greatest, however, no question about it, however, 
it was definitely that and then some, like I said, back in the day. So, folks, uh, you talk about excitement, you talk about craziness, you talk about absolute bedlam, however. Uh, like I said, however, I mean, you talk about some of the best, however. These guys definitely, definitely had some great moments, if you will. In fact, now we're going to play for you. Actually, I found it. So, let's play one more sound bite from the race thing, however, that led up to the matchup at Starcade. As we will play that for you right now. This is what Harley Race said after finding out about the player's injury. I know what you're trying to do. I know what the Crockett promotion is trying to do. Later, you and Orton knew exactly what you were getting into when you got involved in this to start with. I've got no remorse about it whatsoever. The only thing is you've got to stay there and confront the blunt of it. I do not. I never, ever have to wrestle in North Carolina unless I choose. And please believe me, I am not coming to North Carolina. Flair, if you want to come out of your alleged retirement, or whatever you want to call it, then you come out of your backyard if you ever hope, pray, to get a shot at the World Heavyweight Champion. Then you better get your North Carolina because you're not going to get it in the whole Southeast. I'll guarantee you, you're not getting it at home. Come out and look for it. Come out and try. You come for me, buddy. You come prepared this time around because I'll take you out myself this time. But it's not going to be in Southeast. It's not going to be in North Carolina to be emphatic about it. I'll guarantee it. Well, unfortunately, race was wrong, as we found out. And that was because shortly thereafter, the announcement came down, however, that thanks to Jimmy Crockett Promotions, however, that the match would indeed happen, however. And like I said, however, it turned out to be, well, let's just say, not so much of a good thing, however, for Mr. Race, however, as he would find out. But nevertheless, however, you talk about an exciting match and two great guys who have chemistry, however, over the years between each other, two great Hall of Famers. Harley Race, Ric Flair, no question about it. These guys definitely uh, really respected each other, and they admired each other by the same token. Of course, Harley Race, seven-time world champion, however. Like I said, folks, he had a lot to say. Of course, ten years later, we would see them reunite, if you will, this time outside of Charlotte, if you will, at Starkey 93. But, of course, we'll talk about that at a later time and a later date. So, there you have it, folks. Uh, quite interesting developments, to say the least. And we see our good friend John Gross is now logged into the chat. John, welcome to episode number 69. We were just recapping Starcade 83 and also talking about the upcoming Starcade event in November. If you want to call in, uh, we'll be here for another couple minutes. If not, we'll catch up with you in just a little while on Revolution. Uh, so, feel free to. And if anyone wants to talk about this, however that matter. We'll be here as well uh, for another few minutes. Anyway, 1-724-444-7044. Caller ID, 139925-POUND. Again, we were expecting the king and queen of madness tonight. Unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond our control, uh, they have not made it, however, and 
had some other obligations to fulfill, I guess. Uh, mind you, however, however, I guess through the circumstances beyond their control, uh, they did not make it whatsoever to me. So that is unfortunate, if you will, however, as well. Um, and John tells us not tonight. That's okay. So John will see a little bit on Revolution, where we'll be talking about last night's SmackDown, if you will. So uh, be sure to check us out there. Um, as we uh, take you out, however, for the night, however, uh, um, like I said, however, mind you, we're gonna, like I said, however, we're going to, uh, however, definitely, uh, uh, take you out for the evening, however, with some very interesting music, if you will, however, mind you, however, uh, that being said, folks, uh, we will definitely, Talk to you again next week, ladies and gentlemen, the same time, same place, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, however, uh, folks, we'll definitely, um, like I said, like I said, however, we'll definitely uh, talk to you, however, if you will, however, uh, like I said, like I said, however, like I said, however, we'll definitely, uh, uh, like I said, however, we'll definitely talk to you next week uh, in more ways than when as we take you out tonight. However, we're uh, just checking something here. So bear with us here, folks. Like I said, however, um, okay, uh, like I said, folks, uh, we'll definitely... Uh, Talk to you next week, however, and here is a little music for you to close us out for tonight. I think you might like it, you might not like it. It's, again, entirely your opinion. So, folks, uh, we'll talk to you next week, however, and uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of your night. So, here's a little music for you to close us out with, however.